to the show. It's the Game Bite Show. It's November the 15th, 2015. My name is Legrand. I'm joined with Dale and Jeremy. I'm not even going to say your last names, nor my own. How are you guys doing? Great. I'm doing anonymously. We're just uh, getting getting straight at it this time. No no screwing around. That's right. Tonight. Cutting out every other word just to make this thing go faster. That's right, because we got to get in under 30 minutes. Think we'll do it? <laughs> no. Wow. Anonymouses wow. do it without their last names. <laughs> That's a bumper sticker I just made up. That's a pretty good one. Well, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to the Game Bytes podcast. We're talking about the news of the video game world and things like that. There's lots of news this week. Lots of things went down. There's lots of new releases. We're right in the middle of Christmas season almost, but don't tell REI that or anyone else that's not celebrating Christmas. Target already had... We were in the Target tonight and they had like fake Christmas trees and Christmas ornaments. Oh, that stuff's everywhere. That stuff's Uh, been in places for like two months. Starbucks yeah. is already putting up cups that ask what the game of the year is. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I had a red Starbucks cup the other day, and I was angered at that red cup. Because uh, uh, it had Starbucks coffee regardless. in it? Yeah. <laughs> Zing, Starbucks! Uh, anyway, let's get straight to it, though. Let's get straight to it and talk about some news. And we're going to ask Jeremy to lead us on that front. All right, let's do it. So news came to us in a couple of... Uh, packet-sized, ready-to-eat meals, MREs, this week. Uh, First of all, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct, the second-to-last Nintendo Direct of the year, uh, the most generalist Nintendo Direct. They're actually going to do another one specifically for Super Smash Bros., so look forward to that. We're not going to talk about that today. I won't. Nope. I won't look forward to it either. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Uh, but they uh, they did announce the... Are we all all Smash Bros. haters, all three of us? Is that the way this goes? Yes. I'm right. I'm a special version of a Smash Brothers hater. I really like PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Yeah, you're a Pissass Bazaar. Right. I I've someone pronounced it P Saber and I think I really like that. So we're gonna talk about Nintendo. So the uh, most recent worst kept secret in video games, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess <laughs> HD is coming to Wii U in two thousand sixteen. Uh, this is the the one that sort of I, I dropped off of. Uh, I was really looking forward to playing this on GameCube, and Nintendo sort of summarily cut the supply and the support of that in favor of the Wii version. Uh, so this is the first that I can remember of the first cross-generational Nintendo game. Uh, and uh, actually, this is going to be pretty cool, because I think this actually is the GameCube version. I think we've noticed that uh, Link is left-handed. So What? That game was really boring when I, I went to play it one time. It was the Wii version that I was playing, but I don't think they're that different, right? Um, but yeah, yeah like the first the first like three or four hours of that game are this like very long extended pointless tutorial, and I think I I might have quit during the tutorial. It was so dull. There's a lot of really bad parts about that game. The boss fights are what stand out as bad. The in between the in between and the, the dungeons are okay too, but the in betweens yeah weren't mildly my favorite. I didn't really make it through the tutorial in Skyward Sword either, so... I never even played that one. However, this game is going to come with its own amiibo, a Wolf Link amiibo with Midna riding around on it. Um, People are excited about that. Of course they are. Link becomes the wolf. In actual kind of of neat Nintendo news, uh, Nintendo is re-releasing Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow on the Nintendo 3DS eShop and including the game connectivity support... Uh, without the use of the Game Boy Link cable. These are going to be available on February 27th, 2016. And just to just to reiterate, these are the original Game Boy versions, the OG Game Boy versions of these games. Yep. Um, so kind of in a curiosity sort of neat thing that they would do. I don't want to give them too much credit for it, but it is cool. I think cool those are the only Pokemon games I ever played. I played them on an emulator on a PC. 
the Game Boy version. I, I played a few of them. I played. I think I got up to Pokemon Diamond, and then I tapped out. I was too old for Pokemon. Yeah, I think we were too old for Pokemon <laughs> when they released. I remember before it yeah. came out, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be cool. You're going to capture monsters and stuff. It's going to be awesome. And then it's like, this is for seven-year-olds. Yeah, I, I don't remember how I had how I heard about it other than, I mean, it was already out by the time I'd heard about it. And, um, you know, this was probably 97 or 98. Um, and, yeah, so I was like, well, I'll check this out. It sounds kind of cool. And, yeah, I got an emulator for it and, and just downloaded a rom but yeah i was like yeah this is kind of a basic rpg whatever i'll just go back to playing my you know japanese all right wait a minute final fantasy 3 are we all are we all pokemon haters here (laughs) (laughs) actually i respect pokemon the game uh but it was the tv show and and then i actually here's a little known trivia about me on my second date with you named your daughter pikachu nope nope on my second date with my wife we went to see the pokemon movie in theaters what yeah, and she still married me, so it turned That's out all right, weird. I guess. Yeah, it was weird. Were you guys like 14 at the time? Or... No, no, and I, I was convinced. I'm like, no, no, the TV show is nothing. The movie's going to be serious. The movie's going to be for adults. It was two years ago, Dale. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was the newest Pokemon movie we went to. Her parents must have loved you. Like... Here's one, though. Here's one, though, you guys. In actual cool Pokemon-esque news... Nintendo announced Pokemon Picross during this Nintendo Direct presentation. It will be a, as Nintendo calls it, a free-to-start game, which uh, will combine Picross... Free-to-start. Yeah, that's their... They, they don't like the term free-to-play because I think it's a little too ambiguous. And, you know, to their credit, that's well, probably they had that, true. They had that baseball game that was free-to-start, right? Where it was like... Free-to-start, Rusty's dude, Real Deal Baseball. That's the yes, first time I've ever even heard of that, free-to-start. Like, yeah. Well, it's, it's free-to-play, but slightly different i guess <laughs> yeah I, I i'm with them on splitting that hair i mean free to play is the nomenclature but i think they they technically have something however pokemon it's picross like the game of thrones game is free to start uh-huh that's yeah, true it right. is yep yep right. exactly the one that we're playing so pokemon picross will combine picross which is awesome and i will brook no jokes about picross with pokemon where as you unlock pokemon they can use their special abilities to help you solve puzzles in the game so uh... Yeah, that's awesome. I, I like Picross. Picross is cool. Uh, in addition, Rapid Fire release dates from Nintendo. Fire Emblem Fates, February 2016. Star Fox Zero, April 2016. Mario and Luigi Paper Jam, January 22nd of next year. Pokken Tournament, Spring 2016. Is that really like the fighting game Pokemon Tekken yes, thing? Is yes, it? it is. And in... in on one hand, like, eh, that's weird and stupid. On the other hand, like, let's actually see some Pokemon do some actual fighting. So I, I'll kind of wait and see. It, it might There's, be cool. That's what Smash Brothers is for, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, special shout-out to Linkle. Special shout-out to Linkle. <laughs> that's all we'll say about that. So is Linkle, is, is Linkle canon? I'm not sure. I think Linkle fits into the darkest timeline. She's not in my Hyrule Historia, so I Yeah, don't I know. It. Throw that thing away. Uh, actually, uh, the the big controversy right now is I don't know if Linkle is actually just a gender swap version of Link or is actually a distinct character. I've heard some people say that Linkle is Link's sister, but she's only gonna be in the like Dynasty Warriors Zelda game, right? That's that's correct. As of right now, Hyrule Warriors only. Um, although they have uh, reaffirmed the release next year of the next Legend of Zelda game, so who knows? We'll see. Uh, very last, the big. The big uh, reveal here, Cloud Strife coming to Super Smash Brothers as DLC. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. I kind of agree with that. Uh, on <laughs> if, you, if you liked Smash Brothers, you'd care. Listen, if on one on one hand, that is a pretty big get, and you gotta you gotta say the people who 
you know, Seth Killian and the folks uh, who had made PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, like, duh, how come they couldn't get this guy? Um, on the other hand, eh, you know. Cla- uh, I mean, for, l- like, really? What are we going to do? Like, a, this must be a tie-in for the remake of Final here's Fantasy my, Here's my personal hot take on this. If you want to play Cloud Strife in a fighting game, you should have been playing Final Fantasy Dissidia this whole time. No, you should have been playing Air Guys. God bless the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Mic drop. So that's the stuff from Nintendo. Uh, Elsewhere in the big boy game industry, uh, the Game Awards. (laughs) Jeff Keighley. uh, What does that mean, Jeremy? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're we're doing some some real award shows. We're recognizing the pioneers of video games here. Uh, The Game Awards has announced its nominees for 2015. Uh, A couple of quick ones here. Game of the Year nominees include Bloodborne, Fallout 4, Metal Gear Solid 5, Super Mario Maker, and The Witcher 3. Quick pick, you guys. Which one? But, Do yeah, it. Yeah, like three of those are on my personal game of the year. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay, Metal Gear Solid Five. Dale. Yeah. Pick it. Yeah. Winner. Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Give it to Metal Gear. Best indie game: Axiom Verge, Her Story, Ori in the Blind Forest, Rocket League, and Undertale. Rocket League. I've only played Her Story, but it was fantastic. I've never played Undertale, but I'm going to give it to Undertale just to vex Dale. <laughs> the most anticipated, <laughs> most anticipated upcoming game: Horizon Zero Dawn, No Man's Sky, Quantum Break, Last Guardian, Uncharted Four. No Man's Sky. Just Last Guardian. Give me a break. <laughs> okay, uh, no, no, no votes no man's, on that No one. Man's Sky, I guess. <laughs> Uncharted 4 is for me, I think. All right. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, other categories that we won't go into. Esports Player of the Year. Esports Team of the Year. Trending Gamer. Uh, Trending Gamer? Yes. It, it was Total Biscuit, mean? right? It was Total Biscuit uh, last year. Total Biscuit's on there. Greg Miller's on there. Markiplier is on there. Oh, my God. How do I... Wait, how can Total Biscuit be on there again? I don't know. Is he still trending, bro? No, he can't. you can't do that. He hasn't... He's not dead yet. Uh, <laughs> oh, new Diablo Jesus 3 Christ. patch is one of the game's biggest and is coming out shortly. It's actually in preview mode right now. Uh, some of the things included in this patch include... Uh, let's see, a handful of all new features, set dungeons, empowered rifts, which both novice and experienced players can explore, uh, lets players further upgrade their legendary gems, um, and, uh, it allows people to add a fourth upgrade to legendary gems, and, uh, the empowered rifts feature is, according to lead designer Kevin Martins, a gold sink for people who have billions of golds, turning what many players have in surplus into something valuable in the endgame. Uh, Legrand, what do you think of that? Uh... We don't need to go into it. If anyone cares about it, call me and we'll talk about it. It's okay. going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I, don't, I might be out of Diablo 3 until they do another full-on expansion at this point. Just because like, I've already got all the classes to the max level or, worth, or whatever the current max level is. You know, um, I think they would have to add an expansion or, or, or rather add a class. But I would like them to add an expansion you know, to, to bring me back to it. Because I just yeah. have so much other stuff I'm going to play right now. I agree, but I still, for some reason, every, at least probably once a week, I'll log into Diablo and play something, do a rift or something. So it still got me, and I will probably come back and check all this stuff out. The set dungeon seems cool. One of the cool things that they're doing, Dale, you might be interested in, is uh, every season you can get a full set of gear with every class, like a full class set, by playing through the game. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, but who... you probably have to devote quite a bit of time to do that no right? it's it's basically you have to finish the uh season progression and it's really not that big of a deal and once you do it then you as, as you go along you unlock a set item and so every season will have a new set that you can unlock for free just by playing through the season so they're trying those, to make it easier for people to get into those. the main game like because usually what they do with set 
or rather with season equipment is that at the end of the season it gets rolled into the non-seasonal game. It's not going to be a season set that will be um, that will be available. You'll have to pay, play through the season. I think this one, like for example, the uh, Wukong set is the not Wukong, the uh, Sun. Wow, I don't know. The set for monks that has the uh, monkey face. That's the one that's the monk set for the first one, and that's like an older set. Oh, uh, I thought these were going to be new sets. No, no, these are older sets that you'll be able to unlock. And then the set dungeons are actually really, really, really cool because they're specific dungeons that are designed around beating them with a specific set equipped and so using the abilities of a set or the different bonuses will allow you to make your way through a dungeon um and then by doing so you get rewards and you beat the dungeons etc etc so they've read a lot of cool stuff to get a full set you have to have played like at least 100 hours of the game probably right i mean uh no my monks my monks not that far and i've got like three sets so yeah they they, with, with the kunai's cube and stuff and with this new there's new free sets they're going to give you. It's going to be pretty quick to get sets. I mean, with the Kunai's Cube, you can, you know, swap gear and upgrade gear and do all sorts of things. So it's going to be awesome. My monk, my monk, my monk. All right. Uh, next up, J.J. Uh, Abrams is working with Chair Entertainment on a new video game project, Spy Jinx. Uh, this is a collaboration between J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Entertainment and uh, local Salt Lake City, Utah Shadow Complex developer, chair entertainment and uh they haven't really talked about what it's going to be it's going to be an unreal engine 4 project it will offer a unique mix of action strategy gameplay dynamic world building and rpg character development uh they're very excited about the ambitiousness of this project and they stated that they want to have as many people play it on as many platforms as they possibly can i watched the video i watched the video too where they were talking to jeff Keeley. and donald mustard and uh, J.J. Abrams himself. I wonder that the real question is whether or not they got a Star Wars news out of that guy. Yeah, that's, yeah I don't know. That's what I want to know. But uh, you know, I'm I'm good friends with those guys over at Chair. So uh, about three or four months ago, we were at a I was at the Epic Company party here in Salt Lake, and they were teasing to me about, hey, just give us a couple of weeks, and we're going to invite you over to the studio and show you what we're doing. And hey, whatever happened to us, Infinity Blade Dungeons? That, that canceled was canceled. Yeah, they were. They had that farmed that out to like their kind of a cool idea. Yeah, it was kind of cool. In fact, actually, uh, if I remember, uh, a few that weeks wasn't ago, a that wasn't a chair game though. That was someone else that was making that. that oh, they no. were doing that with their North Carolina studio somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, but actually, if you remember, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, they released a bunch of those assets for free for the Unreal Engine four library. So I saw that. I actually installed Unreal Engine this mm-hmm. week. My son and me and my son have been tinkering around with it we're gonna build a game that's cool that we just sounds. we just reinstalled unity so we're gonna we're gonna do something awesome. cool too uh cool. starting to round out the news last couple of items konami is working with doctors and others to make a prosthetic for a metal gear solid fan uh konami entertainment europe shared that it is working with a british prosthetic artist to produce a highly stylized and multifunctional limb for 25 year old james young who is a metal gear solid fan who lost his arm and leg in a train accident Uh, Konami is collaborating with Sophie de Oliveira Barata, founder of the Alternative Limb Project, which designs custom prosthetics for those in need. Konami became involved in part after finding out that Young was a fan of the stealth action series. Uh, Super cool, I think. Yeah, um, Snake's bionic arm in in Metal Gear Solid V is pretty cool. Um, I'm not even talking about the the ones that you can shoot off as a rocket or like the one that can electrify (laughs) folks or any of that stuff. I'm just like, just the, the way it looks, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool. They're really good. They're really good for holding cigars. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Oh, no, yeah. But, you know, if I was to get a bionic or a, a prosthetic arm, I would definitely want the Metal Gear Solid one for sure. I think we can all get on board with that. It comes in different colors too. Like there's a there's a one yeah the, there's red and gold, but then later on you get one that's like um it's like a like a teal blue and yellow and white also and oh yeah, not that far yet pretty good stuff. And very last in the news for this week, Vocaloid pop star Hatsune Miku is hitting the road across North America on a North American tour through San Francisco, Dallas, and Toronto. Uh, tickets for each show are currently on sale. Uh, this is being dubbed Miko Expo 2016. Uh, looks like they're also stopping in Seattle. So uh, you may have seen Hatsune Miku perform for David Letterman on The Late Show earlier in the year. Um, I don't know. I, I think I speak for all of us and say we're there. We're going to Hatsune Miku. Yeah. I saw a girl cosplayed as Hatsune Miku at the local uh, Japanese grocery store. Um, this has been like two years ago now. Uh, every summer they have this like, um, you know, summer festival sort of thing. Uh, and yeah, a lot of the anime cosplayers come out of the woodwork because they have a Kinokuniya Kino bookstore there. Um, and... Yeah, if you're in if you're in the Portland area, that's the place to be for your like J-pop uh, albums and dramas and Japanese magazines. That's pretty cool, but I feel like the optimum Hatsune Miku cosplayer is like a big burly dude with a beard. <laughs> that's just that's just how it seems to me. And that's what's in the news this week. Thanks for the news, Jeremy. That was fantastic. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah, I know yeah. it was fantastic. Let's move on to new releases. New releases we get from tech-gaming.com, mostly because Jeremy is very affiliated with affiliated with them i love and, those guys smoochy smoochy and, uh, guys really likes us to pimp up uh, tech-gaming.com so go there and check out the new releases list tech-gaming.com dot com the big one there's only one big one big one and that is star wars battlefront <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> star wars battlefront's coming out for all the things that matter um pc ps4 xbox one i think i'll get that i think we talked about this a few weeks ago i think i'll get it but i don't think i'm gonna get it right away maybe by maybe by the end of the year I don't know. All of my friends are taking a day off of work to play it. Wow. They're like, you got to come play. And I'm like, yeah. What platform are they playing on? PC. Yeah. There's a guy that I, the guy that I sit next to at work took off last week um, on Veterans Day. We, we didn't get Veterans Day off, but he took off Veterans Day to play Fallout. Well, that's a I would, I would rather take a day off to play Fallout than to play Battlefront. Me too. Honestly. But I, I didn't. I saved my I saved my vacation days for responsible stuff. <laughs> also uh super star wars this is the super nintendo game this is free i believe if you have if you bought the ps4 star wars edition yes correct um, There's a and the other Otherwise, two as well right super empire and super return of the jedi too right you know it's not on there i don't know if those are coming out later we actually did not find these on the list of tech dash gaming so robert detrick eagle allen was falling down on the job here uh, i actually found this on the playstation blog uh but I know that this is on there, and I know that the others were announced, along with different Jedi Knight games. I believe Star Wars Jedi Academy, I think, was coming out at some point. Uh, I think these may be forthcoming, uh, maybe alongside the movie, perhaps. But uh, this, for sure, I know is out this week. Hoorah, Star Wars. Yes. Uh, game of Thrones, the fantastic Telltale game series that we here on the Game By Show have been playing. Episode 4 is... coming up this week. That's right, Episode 4 is coming, or Episode 6. Well, well Episode 4 from episode... us, Episode 6 episode is four, coming yeah. out. Right. Exactly. Since the game is going to be finished this Tuesday, they're finally they're releasing the physical version of the game that you can pick up for all the things. So uh, pick it up and join us on Wednesday. Play through it up through episode four and join us for our weekly discussion on the Game of Thrones, a Telltale game series. Hey, have they said are they going to do another season? 
Has it done well? I have no idea. I'd it's imagine done all right. I mean, there's more TV shows, so more books. We're playing it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, also, Borderlands Triple Pack. This is Borderlands One, Two, and the pre sequel are coming out for the old consoles. So, for whatever reason you that sounds interesting to you, then pick it up. I just really hope I I I have this hate relationship with the art progressively through as that game series goes on. I just hope that this dude's holding up three fingers and blowing his brains out. No, the cover art's really dumb. It's like a combination of all three covers. It's yeah. Well, yeah. And those are the new releases that matter. There's like 80 games on the list, uh, but four are what actually matter. So it's like weirdly are... sparse. Like there's a whole bunch of stuff, but I don't know. Most especially, of it doesn't like, matter. Mostly weird stuff. Yeah, like, like especially considering that last week was so packed and didn't need right. to be. Weird. Well, you guys did forget to mention Higurashi When They Cry Ho Chapter Two Watanagashi. Oh, Chapter Two's out. Yeah. Oh, damn. So. Tune in next week for Chapter Two spoiler discussion <laughs> of whatever he, whatever Dale just said. Whatever it was. And those are the new releases. Well, very good. Well, uh, we're going to talk about, for our topic this week, the best 24 hours of video games that, that we can remember. And uh, we actually talked about this briefly, uh, I think, toward the end of, of the last show, and I uh, just thought it, thought it might be worth uh, kind of exploring that. I, I think that uh, very commonly the question of what was your favorite game or, you know, best game ever, those kinds of things. That comes up a lot, but we thought we would rack our brains a little bit and try and come up with the best 24-hour period of video games that uh, that we can recall. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and get started, because mine was not so long ago, in fact. Um, I, I, actually, I don't know. Uh, Killzone 2 and Flower, so I guess that must have been, I guess that must have been like seven or eight years ago <laughs> at this point. Uh, but my, my best 24 hours of video games were playing Flower um, to the end, sometime shortly after it was released, uh, which in and of itself is a great, great experience. Um, Flower, I think, is one of the all-time greats. Uh, really very well done. And the emotional journey that that game takes you on, which is very, you know, very um, artsy and, you know, feely and that sort of thing, and uh, just really was full of emotion at the end of playing that. And, uh, and it was late at night, and then the next morning I uh, woke up still sort of feeling the afterglow of Flower and played through the last, you know, hour or so of Killzone 2, which is just <laughs> a, you know, bro shooter with lots of explosions and stuff like that and very much a technical tour de force, very visually arresting. Um, and it was just, it was just great. It, it was really amazing going from one to the other in such a short period of time. And that was my best 24 hours of video games that I can recall. Wow. Wow. This is going to be a short topic. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I can comment on yours too, but I mean, I don't know what more there is to say. That's it's only twenty four hours. I mean, next week we it's can do the forty eight hours. hours. Yeah, well, Flower was a great game that kind of paved the way for an even greater game, Journey. Um, so, so. <laughs> <laughs> I want to love Journey. I want to. Oh, we've had this discussion hours. several times here on the Game Byte Show. Yeah, about uh, Jeremy's hatred for Journey. Bitter hatred. I, I hate it almost as much as I hate Smash Brothers. Are we all uh, journey haters here? Are we? <laughs> no, I love Journey. I love Journey. Journey is awesome. That game was awesome. I should play it again. I have it on PS4. Doesn't everybody? We should play it at the same time, and then I can I can actually have an emotional like one-on-one -on -one connection. <laughs> is that you? Is that you here? Ping the little pinger. Okay, ping ping ping. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, I I don't know when. I, I there's a lot of awesome gaming moments I have, but if, but if I had to pin. There's a couple of stretches, 24 hour stretches of video gaming. And I think 
The one that comes to mind is a time when I did not have kids, but I was married. Um, so this must have been, oh, I don't know, nine years ago. And I had um, my wife and I played through uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night together over the course of like two days. And by two days, I mean we paid, played through like half of it on like a Saturday and then went to sleep. And then I woke up the next morning and she was halfway through or a quarter of the way through the upside down castle on her own. And so I sat down next to her on the couch and joined her and we finished up the rest of Symphony of the Night together. And uh, Symphony of the Night, as you know, is a fantastic, it's a, probably the best uh, Castlevania game still, I believe, up to this point. In my yeah, I'd, I'd say so. And okay. uh, yeah, so just being able to have that type of experience with my wife, who at that point, my wife... Um, you know, like to play video games, and you know, we played. We used to play video games together um, fairly often, and uh, that was one moment that was really cool. Especially waking up, and I had I'd already beaten Symphony of the Night several times before, and and waking up to see her, you know, had got up on her own volition and started playing it on her own without me, uh, was pretty awesome because um, you know, made me made me realize that I had chosen the right woman. We'd only been married for like a year or two, maybe. So, uh, yeah. That was that was awesome. That's me. how you know you did it yes. right. Cool. Well, I was thinking about this, and um, I, I, it's funny. Like I come up with probably three instances that that I think of that were really good, like twenty four hour just game marathons, and all three of them involve Final Fantasy games, which is strange. But so the the first one, let me tell you about the first one. There was a a time when I was probably. 13 or 14 years old and um my mom was like uh in between um postings at at her job she worked for the for the military and so we we moved around some um anyway there was this period where she had like just started a job at this place and didn't have a house yet and um I was coming to stay with her for the summer um at some point, uh, cause like my, I would go back and forth with my parents. Uh, but anyway, like, so there was going to be like this two day period where, uh, she would have to work and we were staying in a hotel and I didn't, it was like DC. And so I couldn't like go anywhere on my own cause I wasn't quite old enough to do any of that stuff yet. Or she didn't want me to anyway. But anyway, she, she forked out and bought, um, uh, final fantasy two for SNES for me. And so like I sat in the hotel for like two work days while she was gone and just did nothing but play Final Fantasy 2 on, on Super Nintendo the entire time and um I just this was, freaking this was loved Final it. Fantasy 5 4 yeah 4 okay. yeah uh it was the I'd played like Final Fantasy on on the NES before but you know it was just one of many games that I had played and you know, I didn't I didn't really quite get it entirely and I didn't really like it all that much or whatever but like that was this was sort of that um you know, crucial moment in my kind of early teens when I like really got into to Japanese RPGs and it was with this game. And so I, yeah, I, I just remember playing the hell out of it. And, and my mom, like, you know, being like, uh, like really apologizing profusely for keeping me cooped up in this hotel room while she was at work. And I was like, you know, you have no idea. I've been having a time <laughs> of my life here with this freaking game. Uh, so there was that. And then just, you know, funny enough, just the other day, um, another game that I had a, just a hell of a time with one time, uh, had, this game had its uh, 15th anniversary uh, not too long ago, and that was Final Fantasy IX. Uh, 
And the, the the game overall doesn't stick out in my memory as like one of my you know most complete favorites or anything like that. But that year that it came out, um, you know, uh, I think it was two thousand. I guess it was two thousand, right? Fifteen years. Um, that Christmas, uh, we were at uh, my my grandparents' place in New Mexico, and um, you know, it was another case of just being like cooped up all day in the house because I think it had been snowing or something and we weren't going anywhere. Like there were relatives coming over to us, but they, you know, they were going to come over later in the evening. And it was, I think it was like maybe Christmas day or the Christmas Eve one. Um, and I sat there and like, I, I got up um, at like, I don't know, eight or nine in the morning and just played Final Fantasy nine, probably I think 14 hours that day. Uh, as, as, you know, relatives would come in and I'm like 19, 20 years old at this point, right? <laughs> like <laughs> relatives would just come in and like say hi and like we'd eat dinner or whatnot. And you just grunt I would at just, him, man. I would just go back and like, like no, you know, Garnet needs help. Uh, Save. yeah, it was, I, it was just one of those things where there wasn't like a whole lot else going on, you know, other than like saying hi to the relatives and stuff. Um, uh, but yeah, just like 12, 14 hours, seriously. Um. And then the the other the final answer that I can come up with would it would have to be like just take your pick one of like any weekend periods during like the three years that I spent playing Final Fantasy XI, because um, I would literally just like binge on that game for days at a time because uh, I was living alone, you know, and I could do that. <laughs> it was like, it was, and and that was the game to do it with. Cause like, you know, you had, you were like, you know, in my case, I was part of a, a group of people online that were fairly tight knit, um, you know, 10, 15 friends that would always get together and run the, the content of that game with each other. Because that, that game was very much about forcing you to party up with people. And, um, you know, the stronger your, your actual bonds with the people that you played with, the, the more you get done together. And, and so we would, go through some of the like most difficult content in that game. Some of the most difficult content I've ever played in any game um, together. And it was just awesome. So I've, I've got another good one that I want to talk about. Yeah, go for it. Uh, when World of Warcraft came out, I was actually had been playing Final Fantasy XI by myself with no friends. And that game's not fun by yourself. No, it's, it's very all. difficult. They make it really hard to solo. <laughs> or they did. At and, the I was time. Play, and I was playing a red mage, which made it even worse. Um, Actually, anyways, Red Mage was one of the the best game, the best classes for soloing in that game. But you were you would have been noob at that point anyway, right? So, I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I got these. I don't even remember. But basically, I had quit that game, and I had because I had, I had a few friends that were playing it, and it was like, okay, I'll play it, and I bought it, and then they would all quit by the time I ended up picking it up. But uh, so I quit that game and had basically sworn off MMOs in general because that was like my first real. Aside from playing a little bit of Ultima Online, like way, you know, even you know, way prior to that, that was like my first foray into the MMO space, and I was like, man, this is horrible. Like, why would I ever want to play this? This is bad news, and and so I sworn it off. And then a little game called World of Warcraft came out, like probably a month later, and my brother picked it up and he's like, oh, you got to play this game. And I'm like, nah, I really don't want to play World of Warcraft. Like, I'm I'm done with MMOs, and he's like, no, you got to play it. It's it's amazing. I'm like, okay. And so he gave me his discs, and basically you could try out the game for free for like eight hours or something with like, like a demo disc. You could install the whole game. So I'm like, oh, fine, I'll try it out. So I, so I got his disc and I installed it, and I played for um, whatever the trial period was, and 
um, that night I like, or the next day I like got up early and I went to Circuit City because I was still around <laughs> and got their very, very last copy. Because right, if you remember right, when WoW came out, um, it was very, very, you had to buy a physical copy. There was no digital version and it was really, really in short supply because it was so popular, but they were kind of um, phasing the release cycle of it because they don't want the servers to get overloaded more than they already were at the time. Um, so I remember going to Circuit City and I'm like, I got to track down this game because I wanted it so bad. Um, but I got it and played, I mean, for, for 24, I, I didn't play like a 24 hour period straight, but I remember, I remember playing it like all day long into the night and then I went to bed and then I thought, I mean, I had dreams about World of Warcraft <laughs> and then the next day I woke up and I skipped class because I was in college at the time. I skipped class because I was living alone and you know, I could do that. Yep. So, so I skipped class mm -hmm. and then I played World of Warcraft all morning long and then I went to work. And I could do nothing but think about getting home to play stupid World of Warcraft. <laughs> and uh, I did. And, I mean, that that was a pretty amazing... I mean, World of Warcraft was incredible, especially when it came out. It was it was just being a big fan of Warcraft in general, Warcraft 1, 2, and 3, and seeing those worlds and then being able to walk into Darnassus for the very first time and see those Ancients of War just standing there. Like, that was... An amazing, amazing experience and feeling that I've never felt before in any other game. Um, and so that first 24 hours of playing WoW um, was something I'll never forget that was pretty awesome. Doesn't eclipse beating Symphony of the Night with my wife, but it was pretty awesome. You know, the, the mention that you had about dreaming about the game, it, it's not a direct relation, but it kind of made me think of a weird association that I have with a, a really good, a, kind of a weirdly good uh, period of, of gaming where I was I was probably 15 or 16 no I, I was I was old enough to drive I bet I was 17 years old and uh, it was Christmas break and I got really sick like not you know puking my guts out sick but like really just stuffy head cold kind of kind of sick and uh, my little brother and I were taking turns alternating playing Ultima 7 Serpent Isle and um I mean, there was nothing really remarkable about, about the about the time that we were playing, but you know, I, I had we had our bunk bed in, in in the room, and we had the computer in there, so I would just like start feeling ill and go up on the bunk bed. He would take over, and I just remember this really stuffy, like sick feeling in my face, and I sort of associate that with having like a really good, yeah. so now you <laughs> a really good role playing game session. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then and then that was also when I finally figured out that I could eat oranges because I wasn't a fan of oranges up until that point, and I started eating some oranges, and and it miraculously healed me. So. Uh, I don't know, it just, it just the weird association that I have with, whenever I get, like, a stuffy, like, really green mucus head cold, I think of, <laughs> I think of Ultima, <laughs> Serpent Isle, so, I, I don't know, kind, kind of a weird one, kind of a weird one. Awesome. Well, uh, listeners, we uh, didn't really specify that the best 24 hours of games had to be playing games, so if you'd like to go back through the Game Bytes show backlog and listen to all of our podcasts back to back to back, I can almost guarantee you, all but guarantee you, that that will be your greatest 24 hours of gaming ever. <laughs> if you'd like to talk to us about Chuck this up. show, <laughs> or, or about any of our previous shows in your amazing 24-hour marathon, you can reach out to us as a group, at Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually. I am at Jeremy underscore Lamont. I am at Legrand. And I'm at Count underscore Elmdor. You can also find our compatriot, Jared Redeye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. 
Jared is the stream master. He will play games for you on twitch.tv at least once a week. You can also find archives of our previous streams at youtube.com slash And his, show. his wife let him set up a green screen for some reason in his house. Like, yeah, he is. Crazy. He's totally pro. He's like all set Hardcore, up. He, man. Every time we play, he's like, oh, you're going to love this new background I've got set up. I'm like, wow, Jared, that is really amazing. And, and it really is. It really truly is. Um, so good, good on him. Uh, also, you can find our website, GameByteShow.com, where you can see the archives of our past shows, a little sidebar there with the uh, video content as well as all of our podcasts. Uh, I want to make another special mention, through the end of the year, you can contribute to our Extra Life uh, charity team, ExtraLife.org. Uh, our team is Game Bite Show. I think Jared has the, uh, the links on our website, I believe. Uh, so check us out there as well. Uh, we mentioned at the top of the show that we'll be coming back to you at the midweek to talk about games that we've been playing, including Game of Thrones. It gets a little spoilery, a little more spoilery every time, so be prepared. Play all the way up through episode four with us. And uh, we'll also be talking about some of the other games that we've been playing. We look forward to seeing you then. Until then, this has been your Game Bite Show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. See ya. Peace.